Welcome to the BSN Rams podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use the code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. On the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown, Colorado State. What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the BSN Rams podcast. It is Monday, August 12th, and we are back with the first podcast of the week. It was a solid week last week, a lot of fun NFL action to talk about, a lot of fall camp action to talk about, really just a great time of year, football. Uh, Hopefully it'll start cooling down here in the next couple of weeks. I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely tired of these 90-degree days. That's why I've actually been pretty grateful of the the fall camp schedule with these early practices. Uh, It's tough to get up, and now I can't sleep in anymore. Not that I was ever really able to sleep in, but these fall camps, uh, (laughs) these early fall camp practices have just been nice because you can get up, go, and come back, get some work done. So from a media perspective, pretty good. Uh, Not that you guys really care about that. I'm just kind of rambling here. Over the weekend, CSU had their first scrimmage of the fall camp. They'll have another one this Saturday, and then the third the weekend after that, leading up to the season. The scrimmage was closed to the media, as it usually is. They don't want to give up too much insight into what they're going to run and stuff like that. Uh, But we did get to watch an entire practice on Monday. We're going to talk more about the scrimmage in detail coming up. I've got some... Great quotes from Colin Hill, talking to him after Saturday. Also got some stuff from Mike Bobo to play for you. Going to talk briefly about uh, the conversation I had with Jake Bennett at practice today. Interview with Patrick O'Brien. CSU picked up another verbal commit. But uh, first, we're just going to talk briefly about the Mountain West, which announced, I think today, I think on Monday, that... Their league is going to broadcast seven games on Facebook this year, so interesting. The Mountain West, always kind of on the forefront of looking for these obscure ways to get the product out there. I know Craig Thompson takes quite a bit of heat from everyone, and including myself. I mean, I've, I've, sh- I've definitely criticized him plenty. I think not landing Wichita State a few years ago was just... Just a brutal mistake. Getting Gonzaga would have been great too, but I think Gonzaga kind of leveraged the Mountain West and other offers to get a stellar deal with their own conference, so can't can't really fault them as hard for that one. 
would have been great. You, you know, there's more debate about the but the schools that he's added. Obviously, you know, San Jose State and some of these programs, Hawaii, haven't really brought a whole lot to the league, but others have. So tough to say. Anyways, he he announced that seven games this year will be broadcasted on Facebook. CSU will not have any games on Facebook, but the games that will be Saturday, August 31st, Weber State at San Diego State. September 7th, Stony Brook at Utah State. September 7th, Arkansas State at UNLV. September 21st, Sacramento State at Fresno State. October 19th, San Diego State at San Jose State. November 30th, Utah State at New Mexico. That game could kind of be interesting. Honestly, the first like five games kind of suck. Uh, number seven, Wyoming at Air Force. That's definitely interesting. But really not not a super appealing slate for Facebook. Personally, I'm glad that CSU doesn't have any games on there. I just, I'll be honest, I, I think the luxury of cable is worth having. I think being able to watch a game and not have to worry about buffering or streaming or lagging out or delays or anything is just so nice. I, I know that everyone my age even a lot of older people at this point have, they've switched to streaming and I stream a lot of things. I love streaming movies, TV shows, stuff like that. But I just think streaming sports is kind of a pain in the ass for the most part. Even, even when games are on, you know, ESPN platforms and you can use the watch ESPN app, it always, almost always lags out, especially like when it's a really high profile game and you got a lot of people watching. That's a little bit different, not that like the Mountain West games would be so popular that it wouldn't be able to handle the the traffic, but you guys get what I mean. It's just it's nice to be able to watch a game on TV. I know the downside is that when with the Mountain West's TV contract, you get all these late kickoffs, a bunch of 8 p.m. and 8.30 kickoffs. So I get that, and I get why they are exploring streaming. It's definitely probably a big part of the future of sports, but... Honestly, I, I I just think TV is still the best way to do it. But I'll be curious, you know, if what do you guys think? If you if you guys disagree with me, let me know. Uh, just gonna be interesting to see how popular those Facebook games end up being. But yeah, yeah, kind of wanted to talk briefly just about that in the Mountain West and and their future. You never know with G five football. Uh, USA Today released. Some figures today that are, are pretty concerning, actually. Talk briefly about that real quick. Keegan Pope, if you remember him, he was he, my mentor, I guess I would say, at the Collegian, a good friend of mine now. He went on to Missouri, to grad school, recently graduated, uh, currently interning for 5280 Magazine. Keegan Pope shared this on Twitter. According to the data, which covers 228 Division I universities, the average percentage of Power 5 schools' athletic revenue that comes from university funds is 4.5%, so less than 5%. The average percentage of non-Power 5 schools' athletic revenue that comes from university funds is 66.8%. That's, that's pretty freaking crazy, man. Uh, that's, that's student fees and school funds, stuff like that. $25.4 million of CSU's athletic budget came from university money last year. Uh, so that's that's not a 
necessarily a great sign. Um, these leagues are going to have to find a way to generate more revenue. I know TV contracts are probably the best way to do so, but going to be interesting. The future of the Mountain West is definitely going to be interesting. All right, we're going to take a break real quick, uh, but when we come back, we're going to talk a lot about fall camp. Got some great audio from Colin Hill, Mike Bobo as well. Be right back. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American Amber Ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they are calling this a light-hearted Kolsch Ale. But for those of you that have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. We just launched it, and you'll be able to see all of the events we have planned where we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP and have a good time. All right. As I teased kind of before, we talked about some of that Mountain West stuff. CSU held its first scrimmage of fall camp over the weekend. It was closed to the media, so we didn't get to watch it, but we did get to talk with Mike Bobo and some players afterwards. The general consensus seemed to be that everyone liked the energy. It was great energy and effort, but kind of sloppy, it sounds like. A lot of penalties, especially on the offensive end. Colin Hill was pretty honest about how he felt like the team shot themselves in the foot. I have a quote from him that we're going to play for you in a sec. Uh, but some of the other guys that kind of stood out in the scrimmage were Warren Jackson, who led the team with six catches for 90 yards. Uh, safety, Logan Stewart, former walk-on, a guy who I'm currently working on a feature about. He had the lone interception on the day. Uh, it was third and 11. Colin Hill dropped back, kind of tried to force a ball. Stewart picked it, was able to to run it back. Mike Bobo said he wasn't sure that it if it would have been a pick six or not because he and some of the coaches were on the field kind of in the way. But the uh, the media relations staff was like, nah, no, nah, that was a pick six for sure. So sounds like Logan Stewart made a pretty good play. Um, Toby McBride, defensive end Toby McBride, had a really, really good day, according to Bobo. It was, uh, it was against a lot of the twos, not necessarily going against a lot of ones, but it sounds like he was just kind of making plays all over the place, had four and a half tackles for loss, two and a half sacks. That's that's a really good sign because they CSU was kind of counting on Toby McBride to be their top defensive end last year. Then they didn't end up having him. He, had to, he was kind of away from the team. But Toby McBride coming out performing big. If he can, if he can perform this season, having him and Jalen Bates coming in with the twos, whoo, that's a dangerous combination, because let me tell you what, this Jalen Bates kid is for real, the Arizona State transfer, he had two tackles for loss in the scrimmage, two sacks as well, but just watching him out here, especially Monday at the open practice, man, this guy is, he's just impressive, he's fast, he's got huge arms, I mean, he just stands out when you look at him amongst the rest of the defenders, He's going to wreak havoc in the Mountain West. He, I think if you can add him and McBride coming in 
coming in to spell, you know, some of these other guys, Devin Phillips, some of the guys that stood out at the end of last year, the defensive line, really as a whole, played much better at the end of last season than they did at the beginning of the year. Keith Gilmore did a really good job developing those guys. You could just, the progress that they made from week one to the end was night and day. You could tell, you know, and it really made a difference in those last games. That's why they were a lot more competitive at the end of the season, even though they were playing some of the better teams, you know, Utah State. Ugh, that Utah State game still one of the weirder games to think about. But anyways, Toby McBride, good to see him performing well. As I said, pretty good day from for Colin Hill. He was 18 of 23 on the day, 190 yards passing, four touchdowns, one interception. Listen to what Colin Hill had to say about just, you know, how he performed in the, in the scrimmage and, and what he needs to work on moving forward. What's the biggest thing you guys need to work on? It's been, it sounds like the scrimmage went pretty well, but what do you guys need to work on over the next week as you predict the second one? Um, you know, for me, the that interception was going to bother me for a really long time because <laughs> it was going a pretty good day, and then I just, you know, I was just thinking about that for a while. And, you know, in camp I've really uh, protected the ball really well. And, um, you know, so from my standpoint, what I need to work on is protecting the ball. I mean, I I, don't, I, could, I think that was uh, a stupid play. It's third and 11. I got another down and distance. And I know, you know, it's what I knew what the coverage was. Uh, just trying to think I can rip it in there. And, uh, you know, I, I just have to be smart with the ball and understand. Uh, down a distance, but as a team, um, penalties probably. We shot ourselves in the foot a lot. Um, I think defense did get after us sometimes, um, but for the most part, um, we kind of had, you know, little false starts, holdings that you know we come out from halftime, uh, we run a play, get 15-yard completion to Warren, uh, and we're rolling right, and so we're on the 50 going in already, and then we get a holding. So then instead of a first down and 10 from the 50. Uh, it's a first and 20 from your own 30, you know, and it's just stuff like that. Um, you know, just, just not shooting yourself in the foot and execute. Big thanks to Colin for taking the time to talk with us. He's always really respectful and polite to the media, always treats us pretty well. We're going to try and not bother him a whole lot. Hopefully he doesn't hate us before the season starts. Camp can definitely be a long process on these guys, but he was, you know, really honest and upfront about his game. He talked about how much that interception is going to bother him, even though it's only fall camp. He's only thrown two interceptions and 200 plus throws, but that one interception is the one that's going to stick out to him. He's a competitor. He's a he's a fierce guy. And you know, speaking of of competition, I asked Mike Bobo, how do you strike the balance of wanting these guys to play hard and play extremely physical, but not wanting to you know, injure their own guys. He was pretty pretty upfront about how he just wants guys to compete. If you watched the local news over the weekend, I'm sure you saw them use this. Uh, I, always, I always laugh a little bit because it's always interesting to see a question, you know, the answer to a question that I asked on the news. They don't show us asking the question, obviously. Uh, and they, they, they weren't even there. They didn't even come, but... They still get sent better video, and then they just cut up our questions, so. Gotta love the TV, guys. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, you know, when we get back, I'm going to play that quote from Mike Bobo. 
but we're going to take one more quick break. Rams football is back. The wait is over. It's time for fall camp, and we're giving you the best deal that we've run since we went to the free t-shirt format with subscriptions, but it won't last long. Here's the deal. If you use the code GORAMS, you will get our annual package for $34.99, which not only is a $10 discount off our current annual package, but it comes out to $2.91 per month, which is almost 50% off our standard monthly price. But it's not just about the discount. You're also getting a free premium Rams t-shirt, which is a $27 value. You get to have your comments read on this podcast. You get all of our exclusive content on bsndenver.com. And if you don't like reading, but you want the inside details, subscribers get all of our Broncos written stories in audio form, meaning we read all of our written content to you. And then, of course, there's our film reviews, game grades, and just being part of the BSN Rams community. So go to bsndenver.com or download the app and use the promo code GORAMS. All one word to join the family today. Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. Uh, I told the guys today that before we went out, I want a team that, that I'm afraid to scrimmage. I'm afraid to go in full pads because they're trying to kill each other. And uh, that's what we're trying to get. I didn't see, I saw us better than we've been. It was closer to the first couple of years, uh, last uh, first couple of years in the day scrimmage, but. You know, I, I want them. You know, now, now being you know within the rules, but I want I want them competing and trying to. I mean, trying to uh, unload on each other. And I saw I saw some of that today. Uh, but there'll be some instances that we point out when we're not physical enough. The biggest thing is I said we gotta get tougher and stronger, become a hard football team. And uh, we're working toward that toward that goal. Uh, but there's no time to let off right now. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna put the ham, thumb down on them. And we're going to continue to grind. And if we're not a tough, if you're not a tough player, then you know you might not even get you know get on the bus or get to wear a jersey at the game. You're going to have to be all in and be tough to be on this football team. Overall, it sounds like it was a fairly successful first scrimmage. CSU is going to host their second scrimmage this Saturday. It's going to be a night scrimmage actually, so we're going to have to come and talk to them after that. I think it's going to be like around like 9.30 or 10 p.m., so probably going to be a pretty late night for the beat writers, uh, but will be interesting to see, you know, how they respond from the coaching over the next, well, I guess, you know, over the next four or five days, see if they're able to have a less sloppy scrimmage, less penalties, uh, see if they run the football a little bit more than they did in the first one, but... Overall, you know, we're, we're getting closer to football season. I'm, I'm really starting to feel it, and uh, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter today, but Monday's practice was actually completely open to the media. We got to watch all of it, which was really refreshing because you, you get to see a little bit more than we're used to. Unfortunately, they weren't wearing full pads today. They were wearing shorts, so just thudding, uh, no full tackle, just kind of wrapping each other up. Uh, but... Still nice, nice to see the young guys. One of the things that really jumped out to me and something that I've talked about consistently are these young wide receivers, man. Dante Wright, Ty McCulloch, uh, Jalen Hurst out of Texas was making plays all over the field today. Definitely, definitely going to be interesting to see how these young guys progress. As we know, you know, Warren Jackson's going to be the man, but they're going to need some of these other guys. But there was a there was also a blast from the past at practice today. Former CSU center Jake Bennett was in town. Uh, Jake and I have been friends for you know over a decade now, so always great to catch up with him. We'll definitely try and get him on the podcast here pretty soon. Actually, 
He's playing up in Saskatchewan, uh, in the land up north, man. But Jake, one of the more honest football players that's played for CSU in the last couple of years. He's a straight shooter. He'll always tell it how it is, but good to see him. I, I don't understand how that guy is not in an NFL camp right now, but, you know, the process is, is weird. It, it works out in mysterious ways, so who knows? Maybe he'll end up in an NFL roster over the next year or so. He's definitely good enough. One of the one of the smarter offensive linemen that, or just smarter football players in general that I've I've been around. He just gets the game. He's mean. He's nasty in the trenches. Uh, obviously, you know he's my friend, so gonna speak highly of the guy. But but you know unbiasedly, he is an incredibly talented football player. Really wise center and. A guy like him could be really valuable to an NFL team. So if there happen to be any NFL scouts out there, watch, get that Jake Bennett film up on there. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it for today. CSU did pick up a fourth verbal commit for its 2020 class. Bryson Hayes, defensive end out of Huntsville, Texas. Uh, according to 247 Sports, he had offers from, you know, Sam Houston State, Stephen F. Austin, Texas Southern, Louisiana Monroe. Not really a whole lot of heavy hitters. Uh, Tulsa did offer him, so Tulsa and CSU are probably the two biggest schools that have offered thus far. Fourth verbal commit for CSU, Bryson Hayes. I've said multiple times, you know, I'm not, I'm not a recruiting guru. I follow it, I keep up with it, it's part of the job, but I, I don't. I don't track it as well as some of the other guys do, but Bryson Hayes, fourth verbal commit for CSU, and it'll be interesting to see how many of these guys actually, you know, how many actually end up signing in December, because I think the whole process is just chaotic. You get so many people committing and decommitting and all that, but will be interesting. Finally, uh, I just wanted to talk slightly about Old Tuffy which I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. That is the North Carolina State version of the New Belgium beer. There was Old Aggie a couple of years ago, came out with the new stadium. Now there's Old Tuffy for North Carolina State. I know New Belgium has one of their, you know, their other main, I don't know what to call it, campus or just a brewery or whatever is in North Carolina. So it, it makes sense that they would do something for the school, but... It was just lame that they did, like, literally the exact same, like, it's, I'm sure it's the same beer, so they wanted to make it the same, like, but the design was, the cans look similar, the name, it's just boring, man, I, I thought it was lame, so, yeah, I don't know, I'm a New Belgium guy, I love New Belgium, but I thought that was boring, what do you guys think? We will be back with episodes, you know, every day this week. We'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on in fall camp. We're going to be talking preseason football, hard knocks, all kinds of stuff. We're going to have more guests later in the week, try and get some of the local guys on, get their insight on the team, just to mix it up. It's always fun to have somebody else to bounce off of on here. But as always, I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate everyone that's subscribed to BSN Denver. I was informed today that C, the CU subscriptions have surpassed the CSU subscriptions. For a while, the CSU subscriptions were actually more. We actually had more CSU subscribers than CU. Uh, sounds like my main man, Henry, did a little bit of pandering to his audience, got the rallied the troops, and as they should, they subscribed to 
my guy Henry. So, you know, if you like what you're hearing, you like what you're reading at BSN Denver, tell a friend. Get them to subscribe. We recently shipped out the t-shirts. They're super dope. I can't wait to see people post pictures in theirs. If you get yours, definitely post a picture. We'll share it from the BSN Rams Twitter. As always, guys, I appreciate you. Thanks for listening.